I suffered with porn addiction for 10 years. After much trial and error, I came to understand the ancient and modern answers you can use to not only quit porn, but lose your desire for it. I teach you to recover in a way that does not require white knuckling, complex behavioral strategies, or fear-based solutions. Instead, I help you challenge and transform the underlying beliefs and thought patterns that led to your addiction in the first place, cutting it off at its source. Experience long-lasting sobriety through practical and spiritual methods that retrain the mind and connect you with higher power. To learn more about my 20-week program, go to becomeagoodman.com. Hey, my friend. Welcome to the first episode of the No More Desire podcast. I'm Jake Castleman with Become a Good Man. I have to say I'm so excited to have you here. Um, As a recovering pornography addict, someone who has been sober for seven years now, I've had to work through a lot of perfectionism and a lot of fear, Um, something you can probably relate to as someone who struggles with addiction because addiction really isn't about addiction, right? It's it's because of the things that we struggle with that are underlying that addiction, the fear, the guilt, the judgment, and not, not just about the addiction, but life in general, um, right? That we deal with those things, and then that leads us to try to cope with the addiction. So I've had a lot of that to work through um, over the last several years, and finally coming to uh, a place where I'm able to allow myself to be imperfect And I'm also in a place where um, I know I have a lot to offer, um, to give to you, to help you in your recovery, my brother. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining me, man. Um, It's just a a huge blessing to be here with you. So today, I want to take time to share with you my addiction recovery story. And it all starts uh, when I was seven years old, just about, uh, or maybe out of the womb. I'm not quite sure. But, uh, and you may think, wow, Jake, you were addicted from the time you were seven. Um, and that's not, that's not actually what I'm saying. And that's because as a, as a person who has broken out of addiction, and you can talk to other addicts about this as well, and they'll understand the same, it does not start when you uh, become addicted. Your addiction starts long before that, uh, your vulnerability to that addiction. So when I was a kid, I had a lot of social anxiety, a lot of perfectionism, a lot of obsessive spinning thoughts. Uh, I didn't know that I had all that because to me, it was just the way that life was. It was uh, the way my mind worked. And you may be able to relate to that. Uh, It may not be social anxiety. It could be anxiety. It could be bipolar. It could be borderline personality disorder, whatever it may be. Um, Here on this podcast, uh, I won't talk about those psychological disorders. Rather, I'll come from a place of um, spiritual truths. And really at a fundamental and basic level, that is understanding that addiction comes from ego. And in our culture, a lot of times we can think, oh, ego, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm so great, look at me, I'm strong, I'm powerful, it's pride, right? But that's not ego. I'm talking ego in the Buddhist sense. Ego is really what feeds on fear. It's, and it's what we mistake as our false identity. It's the accumulation of our, all our fear, our guilt, our judgment, and all of this 
towards ourselves and towards those around us. And we fall for the illusion that it's our, our identity. So that's what drives our addiction. Okay, that fear, that guilt, that judgment. I call it the um, three limiting beliefs. And then on the other end of the spectrum, um, which is a total loss of desire for all addiction, you come to a place uh, where you are building uh, what I call the three unconditional beliefs, which are unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, and unconditional non-judgment. And I don't say the word unconditional lightly. I truly mean that about all three of those, love, forgiveness, and non-judgment that are unconditional. And in my intensive recovery program, I teach you how to uh, achieve those. And you may be listening to me, Jake, wow, you've achieved those, or Jake, you're full of it. Uh, One of those two reactions might be going on, and I'm not saying I've achieved it. I'm saying that that is what I'm working towards. Um, And when we find those things, we lose all desire for addiction. It's gone entirely. Um, And I've had a a great amount of experience over the last uh, few years, especially, um, with just really losing that desire for porn addiction. And I'm going to teach you how to do that in my podcast, YouTube channels, social media channels like TikTok and Facebook. Back to my recovery story, because we need to talk about that. So at that time when I was a kid, um, I'm struggling with social anxiety, perfectionism, spinning thoughts, um, obsession, I'm a very intense personality. Um, and I was taught, told that all the time as a kid, you're so serious, you know, lighten up. And that was like telling me, hey, just uh, jump off this cliff and see if you can fly. You know, I, how am I supposed to be less serious? I, I had no clue how to do that. And really, I think um, in my recovery, I've come to, to value that intensity and to use it and channel it. So as a kid, though, I didn't understand how to do that. So I began to cope through video games. And uh, that may be the case for a lot of, uh, for you or somebody that you know. Um, You know, video games are what I turned to. They were a very certain place, a very, uh, it was a very easy to cope with space where I held all the pieces, right? I, I knew that there wasn't any real risk. I could die and try again. It wasn't like real life with relationships, which were slow paced. They were, um, hard to navigate. It was hard to know what to say. Um, and with life in general, where there is real risk, you really can lose things. People can reject you. You can, um, you know, experience loneliness. You can lose time and, and you don't get that time back right? It's not like a video game. So I, I sought those as my refuge and whatever it might be for you, you know, maybe you had something that you sought as a refuge before porn. So by the time I was 13 years old, I was primed for porn addiction. And this is something that I'll talk about at different times. Uh, Video games and porn addiction are linked. Uh, That's something you need to understand. And the basic reason for that is what I call pleasure conditioning. Um, It's my term, but let me explain a little bit further. So you have two different types of uh, paths you can take in your daily decisions, right? One side is pleasure. The other side is purpose. Okay, you can choose one of the two. Um, You can choose to, in other words, to pursue base pleasures that are fun or entertaining 
or to pursue purpose or meaning, which are things that help you grow and that serve others and serve God and bring a uh, bring betterment to the world and to your life, to others' lives. And so when you play video games, they make you more vulnerable to more actions that are base pleasures. And I'm sorry to say, video games, you're not gaining anything. I think uh, if you're listening to that, this, you know that. I totally understand wanting to play them. I totally understand uh, spending hours on them. I did it for many years, and uh, I just had to quit eventually. When I was about um, 18, I stopped playing video games because I realized how vulnerable they made me to porn addiction. But if you don't want to do that, no worries, my friend. I don't judge you for it. Um, just some info for you to, to think about. So um, when I was 13, I was going through puberty. I'd been playing video games for years, and I had a, a, a pretty strong addiction to video games at that time. So I was primed. And I went to porn. I started um, doing it secretly. It started with very, very uh, small things, right? I won't go into description because that's not what we do on this channel. I'm here to talk about solutions, but you understand. It starts with a lot of times smaller things. And I kept it a secret. And I think that's um, one of the biggest things about addiction. It needs to, well, I know it's (laughs) the biggest thing. It needs to include fear. It needs to include guilt. It needs to be forbidden in order for it to be an addiction. Um, and so for me, it was very much forbidden. I knew that I was doing what, what I was doing. Uh, I felt it was wrong, right? Uh, not that the human body is wrong. Uh, not that sex is evil. Sex is beautiful. Uh, many of us can feel ashamed of sex. And in fact, that's very, very prevalent in many religions and just in cultural in general, we have turned the human body into an evil thing and it's not. Um, And so I kept doing that. Uh, And over the next 10 years, I was addicted to porn and I went through um, a lot of ups and downs, trying to quit, trying to come out. I I would try to you know, grit my teeth and willpower my way through it, white knuckle it, as they say. Um, and I just failed again and again. I must have quit, you know, 55,000 times. If, if, if you're listening to this, this probably sounds familiar to you. You know, you, you have a session with porn and then you say, I'll never do that again. And that didn't mean jack squat. That meant nothing. So life just kind of continued to get worse at this point. Right. And maybe you'll be able to relate to this. My addictions to video games and to porn compounded. Um, You know, I got involved with rough crowds. I started smoking. I started drinking. um, I got into the party crowd. I started having sex um, with others. And, you know, I was really living this life that I had convinced myself I was very free in living. You know, look at me. I can do whatever I want. You know, I'm not living by any particular moral code. I'm my own free agent to to live life how I want. And meanwhile, um, you know, really as it's, uh, as it's talked about in in any faith, any of, you know, Taoism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, but particularly Christianity, you know, it's this, it's this flaxen cord, right? I was just slowly being dragged down into hell. And I think that's something we often don't understand about hell is that we can live hell now. We, we can live in hell here, um, 
on earth. And it's, it's really based on our decisions and our attachments to the world and our fear. We can experience deep, deep suffering, and that is hell. Um, and so, you know, all of these addictions compounded and got deeper and deeper. I made a lot of decisions that didn't match up with how I truly felt inside, who I felt I was, that I was just burying under the surface. And I was doing things that didn't align with things I'd been taught by my parents growing up or, um, you know, the things that I knew within about who I was. But I, I wanted so badly to be accepted by others, which is why I was doing those things. And in truth, I was dealing with uh, mostly social anxiety, which I didn't understand until later in my life, um, that it was even a disorder that I had, um, which then I, I did a great deal of work on on managing and undoing. And now I live a life free of that for the most part. But, you know, it was so, uh, so, so just a, a very challenging time in my life. And, and again, maybe you're living this right now, or maybe you've been in this space before, but when you're addicted to one thing, it just spirals and spirals and your mental health um, and the, the suffering you're going through mentally and emotionally leads to more addiction. It leads you to act mo out more. And then the ironic thing and the thing that really is of the ego in this place of hell, this roller coaster from hell, as my dad calls it, um, is that the more you engage in addiction, the worse your mental and emotional health get, um, even your physical health as well, because it's all tied together, and the worse your spiritual life gets. And then as that happens, then you're less motivated to take care of yourself in these ways, and that makes you more prone to addiction, and it just spirals and spirals and spirals. That I, I already knew that porn was a problem. You know, I already knew that it was causing me pain. I was well aware of that. I had a dad that um, had been teaching pornography addicts uh, for years. He had taught me the brain science of porn addiction. I knew it was an issue and I wasn't being honest about what I was going through. I wasn't telling anyone. During those years, I dealt with a lot of insecurities. Um, I dealt with uh, just a, a great deal of mental health issues, anxiety, depression, um, social anxiety. I was very lonely and isolated. And I didn't know, I didn't, I knew that my addiction was contributing to that, but I didn't understand how much those were fueling my addiction. And there, it's cyclical, right? Because you struggle with insecurities, you feel low sense of self-worth, that drives you to addiction in order to cope with the pain. And then that addiction then leads to more pain and more insecurities and soon you're losing more motivation than ever you don't feel like doing things you have low energy um, you get erectile dysfunction right that's very common these days and i believe that is so that is the main reason for that is because of porn okay and so um I was dealing with all of that and girls were scary to me because all they were were objects to me. I didn't respect them as human beings. I didn't see them as people. I saw them as an object of addiction. And that was a great deal of pressure to look at a human being and think, um, I, you know, I want to do all these sorts of things to you, right? That was for me, I had social anxiety. So for me, it was actually a great deal of added pressure and perfectionism because I thought it was my role uh, 
to pursue, to, to go out on the quest. That's what all my friends were teaching me. That's what everybody around me was telling me was, um, it was all about sex and it certainly wasn't. Um, and that's the thing that, um, you don't understand when you're caught up in porn or that we don't understand when we're caught up in porn is that in order to feel at peace around the opposite sex, you need to respect them as a human being. You need to see them as a whole person. You need to love them as a spiritual sibling. When you can do that, then you can have meaningful relationships. Then you can be in a place to be able to experience marriage down the road, right? Then you can be in a space to be able to have good dating relationships and have fun with people because you're no longer seeing those women as objects. Okay, and when you can do that, now you're in a place to be able to do some of the things like kiss or hold hands or do those things and have it be meaningful, okay, and, and not have it be this uh, really this, this lustful, objectifying experience. It's very draining to go through that. So I just, I understand all that. So when I was 17 years old, sorry, I take a lot of tangents, okay, I... Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts. I hope it's helpful for you to hear these. But 17 years old, I found God, okay? And I um, I began reading holy words. I began praying every day. I shouldn't say every day. I began praying at least. It was much later that I, I made it every day, um, even moment to moment in my current life, uh, because that's what recovery is. Uh, takes. That's what sobriety takes, especially from something like porn addiction that's so easily available. And then, um, so my life began improving. What I did know is that I was experiencing uh, more confidence in my life. That's all I knew at the time. I just was experiencing less social anxiety. I didn't know it was social anxiety at the time, but I was uh, feeling better. But I was still struggling. I was still dealing with a lot of delusions of the ego, a lot of fear um, about, you know, my life, my worthiness of love, my capabilities of loving others. And I had a low sense of self-worth. And I spent the next several years actually leading this double life. And I was going through addiction counseling at the time. And I remember, you know, I was in the evenings, some evenings, I was praying and I was reading of spiritual words. And um, at that time, it was it was the Bible and other Christian scripture. And I remember I was talking with an addiction counselor because I was in kind of a twelve step um, addiction program, and which I really didn't want to be a part of. That was very much forced on me by my parents, which that was fully out of love and their concern for me, which I didn't see it that way at that time. Um, but that's because I was caught up in, again, in partying and drugs and alcohol and all these things. They were very, very concerned about me. And meanwhile, I had this, this pornography addiction going on in the background that they didn't really, I mean, they probably knew about it, but they didn't really know how to help me. And I was being very secretive and wouldn't, wouldn't trust at all or seek out help. I wouldn't even admit to it. And I remember, anyway, I was, I was in with an addiction counselor, and I explained to him that I had begun reading the Bible, and I had begun praying, and I was doing this basically every day. 
And um, at the same time, I was also engaging in all of these addictions. And I would, again, this happened for several years, leading this double life. And I remember he told me, you can't serve God and mammon. You can't do both of those at once. You are the most phenomenal case I've ever seen in someone who is doing both of these simultaneously, and you're continuing in your addiction, um, which I don't think that's actually that um, that um, unusual. Maybe in the way I was doing it, it was un- unusual, perhaps. But I think, you know, it, it's not all done at once. You don't just quit up and quit an addiction the moment you start praying to God, right? God doesn't take it from you. I think we often mistake that. We just say, you know, God, take this from me. No, God or this intelligence, this essence within, this in, this love within you and within all things, God's presence can inspire you and empower you to change and to overcome. Um, and so when we pray or when we meditate and in the alignment meditations that I'll t- tell you about in a minute, um, you focus on th- good things that you want for yourselves, yourself and others and for God to act in and through you to bring them about. You don't ask for things to be taken away. You don't ask um, that you stop experiencing things or that others will do certain things you want them to do. That's not um, true connection with God. You need to accept what is good for the will of the whole. Um, In other words, for all beings. And you need to accept that you are here to learn. And I wasn't accepting that in my life, that I was here to learn and to grow. And I kept putting my will before the will of peace the will of goodness, you know, uh, before the oneness with the Tao that we can experience or before um, the will of God. And so um, this went on for several years. And during this time, I began doing alignment meditation, which I just mentioned. And a lot of things started to change for me. And you'll see a lot of these meditations on my YouTube channel. You'll see them on my site. Um, They're under the category meditations or courses. And um, I began doing this alignment meditation every day, and it completely transformed my life. And in these meditations that I do for you, I share many uh, spiritual truths with you that will help you find self-worth, that will help you undo fear and let it go, that will help you stop comparison um, with other people and separation, that will help you uh, stop being afraid of rejection and time. Um, These fears that are what drive your addiction. They drive all suffering, therefore they drive your addiction. Um, Because when you suffer enough, your ego then uh, searches out addiction because the ego loves fear. And so if it can keep you addicted, that's the most fearful thing one can imagine. It's the most uh, guilt-driven thing one can imagine. And that way, the ego survives and and, um, it does very, very well. It grows, right? And it can grow under the surface and you can't be aware of what's driving that addiction. It just seems like you get cravings. And why am I getting these cravings, right? So I began doing alignment meditation, and I began to understand um, what I now refer to as the four noble truths of Buddhism. Uh, I shouldn't say what I refer to as they are the four noble truths of the Buddha. I won't outline them truth for truth here, but essentially the idea um, and really the powerful truth is that you can find answers to your suffering. Okay, anything that you experience, physical, mental, spiritual, there are answers 
for you. Um, and God, okay, this isn't according to Buddhism, but I integrate Eastern and Western teachings together. Um, this isn't God in a Christian sense. This isn't God in a Hindu sense. This is God as God who created us. Okay, so whatever belief system you have, it can be integrated. But God can reveal the answers to you. And I realized in doing the uh, this alignment meditation where I was calling on God to fill me with uh, the holy attributes, with God's perfect attributes to um, overcome, at that time, social anxiety. Um, and now I, I virtually never experience social anxiety. It's very, very well managed. Um, I live in a much different reality now because of daily thought processes, processes I go through, daily spiritual uh, meditations and prayers and things I go through. So I retrained my mind. And I began to realize, well, if God can teach me and show me the answers in my thoughts um, and in many other areas, how I can change in order to get rid of social anxiety, then God can teach me to quit porn addiction. After that, a lot of things changed. Not only did I experience doing alignment meditation to get rid of social anxiety, but also I had a great deal of acne at the time. And I did this, this meditation, this God-centered meditation to align with a life in which I no longer had acne. And over the course of six months, my acne disappeared. Um, it was all but gone after that. And that might sound unbelievable, but uh, when you experience the power of alignment meditation, you'll know that for yourself and you'll see how things naturally change in your life. I was led uh, by God to do uh, many things, like to get off all of my acne products um, and to just begin doing a basic facial wash. Um, a lot of stress diminished in my life. And so then to quit porn addiction, as I was uh, seeking to align with this new life, and for God to bring me answers, I changed my diet. Um, and I've, I've changed a lot of things about my diet. I've gone off of sugar and dairy. I've gone off of gluten. Okay, And um, that might sound ridiculous to a lot of people. That's perfectly fine. Um, if you think that's hokey, no worries, my friend. Uh, I don't judge you for it. Uh, but going off of those things completely transformed my mental state immensely. And I can go into the gut health reasons for that and um, the microbiome within your gut and why uh, going off of those foods changes your mental state so immensely. Um, I could explain that. I won't explain that here. But I began making those changes to my diet, eating more vegetables, eating more nuts and seeds to bring good fats into my body to help my brain. Okay, and I began to be more mindful in my life, mindful of my thoughts, more of an observer of my negative thoughts and to challenge them and to, uh, at that time it was to challenge them. Now it's more of this flow of accepting them and detaching from them and then aligning with God's unconditional love, which I teach you how to do in my program. But I, uh, I also was exercising regularly. I got on a regular sleeping schedule. Um, I began having a set system each morning and each evening to read of holy words, to do my meditation every single day, uh, to pray in the evening, every night. And I started saying many, many prayers throughout the day in my mind um, for God's guidance, God's strength, God's 
intelligence and love to act in and through me to bring about a lot of things. So I gave up video games when I was 18, um, which was essential to stop porn addiction. I started watching less and less TV and doing more of other things like spending time with people, playing music, playing guitar, singing, reading, writing. Um, And most importantly, I began reading many books like the Bible, um, the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius, phenomenal book, Um, the Bhagavad Gita, which is the main text of the Hindu religion, the heart of the Buddhist teachings. Um, That's been a recent read for me um, that I've Uh, enjoyed a lot, and a lot of Buddhist teachings, the Eightfold Path, the Four Noble Truths, um, and other teachings within the Buddhist uh, faith just really made a great impact on me. And um, some books that I've read recently that I don't talk about much because I I think that they are very hard books to read, Um, but I I began reading Love Without Conditions by by Paul Farini. Um, I've read that book more times than I can count. Um, I don't agree with everything that he says in that book, but uh, so much of it is is divine. It's powerful. It teaches you a higher way of living. And A Course in Miracles, again, a very difficult book to understand. Um, And I think Love Without Conditions and A Course in Miracles, you can misconstrue the teachings. Um, In my mind, at least, they're very pure and whole and beautiful, uh, most of the teachings in those books. Um, But those are right for me, right? I'm not saying they're right for you. So those uh, began teaching me a lot of things I had not understood about who I am, what I am as I am a creation of God. I'm literally the, um, I am a piece of God, an emanation of God's presence, God's love, God's intelligence. Um, And through relying on God, I can accomplish anything because God acts in and through me to accomplish it. And that's what I teach you to do in the meditations and in my intensive recovery program is to align with that spiritual peace, align with your true self within you to know a new way of life and to transcend suffering that leads to addiction, transcend desires for the things of the world to instead be connected to God in a very deep and powerful way so that God is acting in you to do all things. God acting in and through you is a very, uh, it's a fundamental teaching of multiple religions. You go to Taoism, okay? Taoism doesn't exactly uh, refer to God as a person, but Taoism does refer to the Tao as a sort of God essence that is throughout all things. And Taoism teaches that as you go through, go about your long-term journey, okay, that's through multiple reincarnations, whether you believe in reincarnation or not is irrelevant in this, this state that the concept is the same, but through multiple reincarnations, you eventually learn to be at one with the Tao. Okay, where essentially life is effortless and you have transcended all suffering because you are perfectly present and you are perfectly at one with this intelligence. Um, indeed, some refer to it as this unconditional love, which that's what I believe it is, that fills all things. You become one with it and then anything and everything that you want to do will be done in and through you by the Tao and it is effortless. Okay, Taoism speaks about that. 
Buddhism speaks about it in nirvana, right? Um, That's the ultimate state, obviously, but they're seeking for presence and to know that there is no self, to know that you're one with all things because you come from, the essence of you comes from the earth. It comes from what you eat. It comes from those around you. You are all made up of the same things. You're one. There's this intelligence and this great uh this great power that fills everything and when you reach this state of nirvana there is no suffering for um, you are at one with all things and then everything is natural right and when you're fully present when you're never living in the past or the future in your mind then addiction disappears entirely okay if you're at one with the Tao and all is effortless addiction disappears entirely if you're fully present as spoken of in buddhism addiction disappears entirely you have no attachment right to the things of the world hinduism refers to um paramatman okay paramatman is this it's it's the love of god that fills all things okay it is the intelligence of god that fills all things is probably more accurate to the Hindu uh, faith. But when, and and I should say more specifically, you are seeking for Krishna consciousness, which is a state in which everything you do is dedicated to God. Everything you do is dedicated to Krishna. And when you live in that state, everything becomes effortless. Everything becomes sanctified. Okay, Christianity. Um, Christ taught, I, I can do nothing save I... Um, have learned it from my father. Essentially, God was acting in and through Christ at all times. We can learn from Christ and say, uh, Christ was praying in all things. Christ was healing through the power of God that acted in and through him to do it. Okay, we can learn from that example of Christ. Christ said, God will give you in the moment what you will, what you shall speak, right? You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to worry about what to say next. Um, Consider the lilies of the field, they toil not, neither do they spin, right? If God so clothed the grass of the field which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith, right? Um, that is a teaching that is, is ta- it's talking about presence. It's talking about living at one with the Tao. It's talking about living in Krishna consciousness, okay? And, and having the uh, paramatman that's at one with all things acting in and through you to bring about good in the world okay christ is referring to the same truth god can act in and through you and i believe it goes to a deeper level which is that god is within you god is throughout all things and within you within me within all of us and we're connected as one because we're made of the same divine material and when you can when you can cross into that zone, when you practice doing that in your daily life, now you're free of addiction. Now, not only are you free of addiction, now you have no more desire for addiction because you are aligned with perfect intelligence. You are aligned with the perfection that is within you. You now know that your your worth is unconditional, right? Because you are literally a, a a part of everything. You are literally an emanation of God, of God's intelligence, God's love. Okay. And you know that nothing can harm you. Nothing can touch you. Nothing in this world is desirable to you other than to do good for everyone and to serve God. Okay. And um, if you don't believe 
uh, in God in the same way, right? The Buddhisms, the Buddhists don't speak about God. They speak about serving the Buddha or they speak about serving mankind. Same cause, same cause. God wants us to serve one another and do good for one another. Taoism doesn't speak about God, but it does speak about many, many uh, values and virtues and in um, acting to do good for others. That's um, very similar to other religions. In fact, all four of the religions I've mentioned, Taoism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, all have very, very similar um, guidelines and teachings when you look at them. And then they have a lot of varied, beautiful truths. Um, I highly recommend just studying these different religions and getting truth where it can be found. Um, and there's many other wonderful books out there, right? Besides the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, um, the Tao Te Ching, the Heart of the Buddhist Teachings, or uh, by Thich Nhat Hanh, right? Those are amazing books. And there's there's so many more. So many people are so inspired. Um, so it's beautiful. So that's the episode for today, my friend. I hope that it's been enlightening for you. I hope that uh, my story has been empowering for you. I've now been sober for seven years. Um, I Well, seven and a half years now. And I'm married uh, to a beautiful woman, Marie. Uh, I love her and, and I'm so happy um, that we have the relationship we have, which would not be uh, possible. I wouldn't be married or at least we would not be not feel towards each other the way that we do, nor I um, feel about her the way that I do as a whole person and as my spiritual sibling and also my wife. We would not feel that way about each other if I was still addicted to porn, to you know drugs and alcohol, video games, uh, even food, um, and other addictions that I've struggled with. I would be in a much different state at this point. Um, there were a lot of decisions that I used to make because I was suffering. And that's what I want you to understand is when you uh, make decisions because you are in a state of darkness, it is your ego that makes those decisions. Okay. And you own, you need to own those decisions. You need to say, I, I chose that. But then the empowerment comes in not letting the guilt and the fear and the shame, the judgment uh, get the better of you. Those are the things that lead to addiction. In my life now, I seek to be motivated by love, forgiveness, and non-judgment in all things. I seek for that compassion for myself and those around me as God acts in me to give it. Okay, And I seek to stay out of fear and guilt, to recognize them for what they are as an act of the ego. And as I do that, um, then I can, I can be here for others. I can be here for my wife. Um, I can be a good husband, a good friend, a good brother. Okay. And um, all this comes through the power of God. And again, I will teach you how to do that in the intensive recovery program of Become a Good Man. You know, if you struggle with anxiety or issues with motivation or you have a porn addiction that you're trying to get over, I have a five-month program for that. I have multiple guided meditation courses for anxiety and for focus and motivation issues. Um, and I'll be releasing more over time. So, you know, a great way to get on my email list right now is to sign up for my masterclass. 
Um, that's the three-day masterclass on addiction recovery. And I'm going to be teaching, you know, the four causes of addiction. That's the addiction trinity, um, the four answers to those causes, the recovery trinity, as I call it. And um, also, I'll be teaching you three methods, the ADS method, the tersphere's, um, also the the saw method and others. Um, I'll be, you know, talking a lot about my story and really the conclusions that I've reached. I've talked uh, about some of them here, but I'll be talking about them more in that masterclass. So uh, go to the link in the description. Uh, it's masterclass.becomeagoodman.com. And join my uh, TikTok channel. It's a great place to go. If you don't have TikTok, you can go to Instagram. It's becomea.goodman.com. A great way to get tons of free lessons and, and resources just on uh, a lot of different topics, you know, mental health and addiction uh, related. And when you sign up for the masterclass, you'll also be on my email list, um, which I know for me, I'm always careful about who I get on the email list of. But if you're going through addiction recovery or you just simply want to improve your mental health, um, this will be a great list to be on because I'm going to be sending you out simple teachings, uh, simple daily teachings, not every day, but um, on a weekly basis for just stuff that you can think about throughout the day and things that will help you uh, to you know, see your mindset, improve your mindset, come closer to God. Um, and teachings from Eastern and Western faiths to inspire you and help you. So um, I invite you to sign up for that masterclass. And I also have an ebook, an audiobook, the Saw Method. You can go to free ebook.becomeagoodman.com uh, to get that. It's a great way of learning some. Um, you know, it's, it's three different methods, three different techniques uh, that are based on gratitude to use to curb porn cravings. Really, it can be used for any addiction, and you can apply it to any addiction. I speak uh, a lot of times to porn addicts, or rather people who struggle with porn. I want to make that clear. We're not our addiction. Uh, we are human beings. We are creations of God. But uh, you can go there as well. So I'll put that in the description. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I look forward to everything we'll experience here together, my friend, everything that's going to happen as time goes on. And it's awesome to have you with me, my friend. And I wish you a beautiful day. God bless. Much love. I suffered with porn addiction for 10 years. After much trial and error, I came to understand the ancient and modern answers you can use to not only quit porn, but lose your desire for it. I teach you to recover in a way that does not require white knuckling, complex behavioral strategies, or fear-based solutions. Instead, I help you challenge and transform the underlying beliefs and thought patterns that led to your addiction in the first place, cutting it off at its source. Experience long-lasting sobriety through practical and spiritual methods that retrain the mind and connect you with higher power. To learn more about my 20-week program, go to becomeagoodman.com.